All right, how nice is that to start off the day with a win? Yeah, we're starting off the Wednesday morning with the Texas A&M victory. Men's basketball team defeats Florida, a game that uh, we've seen a couple times this year, right? Like many times this year. comes down to the end, you know, in the very beginning of SEC play. They found a way to win these games. Then during an eight-game losing streak, they found ways to lose those games down the stretch. Well, yesterday, free throws were paramount. They hit them. They hit them all. They hit the big ones down the stretch. Wade Taylor comes and uh, lives for these moments. I'm making that comment just based on last night because I like to see what I see. Game where A&M was leading most of the way. Florida takes the lead late, yet uh, A&M did not crumble in this one. They made the winning plays, and sure, was luck involved in it? I don't care. You know, sometimes they have... You know, unfortunate events happen. The other team gets the luck. So we're gonna we're gonna celebrate that victory here on Texags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. And with that, we start the Go Hour with the man who keeps going. Uh, did not get much sleep last night. Late night working, and he is ready to talk about it. Olin Buchanan. Good morning, sir. What was the luck part? Um, I think the uh, luck wouldn't be the fact that. They got the final possession, because I think that was the right call when I saw it. But uh, that there was only five-tenths of a second. I was really worried. But good defense all game long. So, you know what? I stand corrected. Luck is not the right way to phrase it. They've been unlucky so many times. Lucky that they weren't unlucky this time. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe because the guy missed the shot before the ball went out of bounds. That was the reverse, mm-hmm. you know. But guys missed shots. I mean, that, 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 uh, they shot well in the... Uh, 50% of my memory serves. Um, I thought A&M played really well uh, on the defensive end. All game long. All game long. Um, I thought they were uh, clutch. I mean, yeah, they they let a 12-point lead get, by, get away from them. They went from up 12 to down 4 in about, what, 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. And then when they're down 4, they make – the plays they have to make. You know, it wasn't just the free throws. It was Quentin Jackson going down and hitting a shot uh, to get him within two. And Look then, at that shooting. My gosh. Yeah. Both teams. Both teams. And you could say, well, it's a really good defensive game, but that's that's not going to uh, explain it all. Look at that. Two of 18 from three point, and you still win. I mean, that, it was scrappy. You know who had a heck of a game that's not going to show up in the oh, stats? I know. I know who you're going to say. Go ahead. Who, who JB. Uh, but his his kind of shows up in the stats. I'm going to say it really doesn't show up in the stats is uh, Andre Gordon. Okay. How many I, – I can think of about two or three times when he came in and took an offensive rebound away from Castleton. Castle, you know, the, the big 6'11 yeah. guy who – a&M had trouble with him, like has been the case with big, talented guys. But there was a couple times when, you know, the ball goes on the floor and it's on the bounce. He has it, and he's going to go up, you think, and probably get a dunk. And Gordon comes out of nowhere and just takes the ball away from him or ties it up or whatever. You know, It was those little things. That was the way they were playing defense. Now, was there sometimes he got lost? And left the guy open, yeah. But you saw a team, especially in the first half, swarming. Yeah. It was like A&M had more than five guys on the court. Did I understand it correctly? Did they call yesterday a quad one victory? I thought I heard that on the on the broadcast. Um, 
I was driving listening to it at that point, and I thought they said it would be considered a quad hmm. one victory. But I, I, I say that. that I, I think it would have been for Florida, but not, not for, for a Gotcha. Uh, I say that because that kind of victory, yes, it's one game in a, in a season that we've seen too much losing here in the last month. But that, like LSU, the, LSU, the initial LSU loss became a bunch of losses afterwards because of that loss. I feel like this could be something that gets the Aggies into a bit of a win streak. And I think they can win the next couple of games and have a three-game win streak because I think even though it's on the road at Vandy, I think because you feel so much better about yourself, you can win that game. You can certainly beat Georgia here at home. Mm -hmm. And now you're feeling much better about the direction that you're going uh, with uh, a road game to Ole Miss and then Alabama here. Well, you called last night game uh, winnable. Um, And I would think every game on the schedule is winnable and every game still losable. Sure. But um, maybe that's the the jump start that they needed. Maybe that's the defibrillator they, they needed, and they'll be able to play well. Again, um, you mentioned Javante Brown. I thought he played uh, really well for his role, and um, uh, they just, you know, uh, uh, what's uh, Jack Quentin Jackson played yep. well. Shot 16 of 16 at the free throw line. Did a lot of things well. They did a lot of things. Here's what I loved about yesterday. And maybe it's because they ended up winning. I'm seeing things a little rosier. But I felt like the defense, the intensity was up a notch all game long that we hadn't seen the last couple games before that. And, yes, they took on Auburn. Kind of hard to beat that team. I get it. But there was just a little bit more oomph, if you will, all game long. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, Again, I think – even more so in the first half, which makes sense because you're fresher. But it seemed like for Florida, every time somebody gets the ball and turn around, there'd be a, somebody on them. Yep. They'd go the ball inside into Castleton, and he would be triple teamed. And if he kicked it out, they were rushing over so quick that they were taking away wide open shots. Uh, Florida scored 20 points in the first half, and they got a late three to get there. Uh, Castleton had six points in the first half. I mean, you'll take that anytime. So I thought defensively they played really well. They didn't shoot threes well. They gave up 20 offensive rebounds, which is a lot, but I thought they would give up a lot. Uh, but it, Did Florida seem like a – they did not impress me at all. They didn't seem like last four out into the NCAA tournament kind of team. And I, I'm not going to base it off one game that I've watched them play. I've, I've seen them play maybe three games this year. But they just didn't strike me as a very good team. Well, and, um, you know, how much did A&M have to do with that? Yeah. Or were they having an off night? Or are they overrated? I don't know. I know that um, I was watching that game from the A&M perspective. And had A&M been able to shoot threes, um, A&M could have won comfortably. But I think it's – I think what I came away so impressed with is – Again, they lost that 12-point lead, and they're down four. Quentin Jackson makes a big shot. They come down. Mm-hmm. They uh, uh, they force a miss, and Henry Coleman gets a big defensive rebound, which cannot be overstated how important that is because, like I just said, they had 22 offensive rebounds. And then they come down, miss a shot, and they scramble around to force a tie ball and had the possession arrow going their way. So even when they miss the shots, you know, you could, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, when when your team 
is in an eight-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams can have a defeatist attitude anything, anytime something goes wrong. But uh, Tyrese Radford got in there and tied up the ball. There were some other guys around. And then Wade Taylor gets that opportunity. And he, how much pressure? You've got an eight-game losing streak. You're down two. There's 30 seconds to go, and you're at the free-throw line. And you hit three free, and none of them were that you had to hold your breath on. No, bam, 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 and all of a sudden you have the lead, and then they get the stop on the other end and win the game. I, I was watching the game with a buddy of mine, and I don't know why, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to brag, but I felt that Wade was going to hit all three. There was something in the, and I'm very pessimistic during games, for the record. Anybody who watched the games with me know, but there was something like, you know what, they're going to win this game because. They deserved to win this game. They deserved to win the the Kentucky game. They didn't get it. This was a game I thought they deserved to win, and they won. It was funny because uh, Logan Lee, the world's nicest guy, yeah, uh, also must be the world's most superstitious guy. So I'm I'm needling him. And uh, at one point I said, "Hey, Logan, they're up 12." And I said, "A&M hadn't had that." That that scoring drought that they always did. What, what are you talking? Why are you bringing that up? And then they had it. And then they had the scoring and then drought. Yeah. When Larry, oh Larry, I did it again. When Wade Taylor goes to the free throw line, I'm saying, Hey, Logan, hadn't missed a free throw all night. Why do you want to bring that up? Yeah. I kind of boom, agree boom, with boom. Logan. You don't bring it up. You don't bring the. <laughs> the I guess they were 13 or 13. I don't believe in jinxes. Point. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're not possible, but. People love to pick him out. I want to needle Logan with that. He was so stressed about the way the game was going. You know, he played for A&M, what, 20 years ago almost? And he still lives and dies with every single possession. I think he values every single possession of A&M basketball sometimes more than the players themselves because it's so important to him. And I love that. I, I do. I do, too. Let's go around the room and say hello Dalton Hughes, good morning, Witty, sir. Witty? What did I do to deserve that title today? I think you are good on social media when you tweet out there. Don't you you do a bunch of our tweets? A lot of people would disagree. Just would throw that out there. Uh, Yeah. Trying to give you a compliment today. Sorry, I won't do it again. No, I don't do well with those. Uh, Yeah, good to get back in the win column. Uh, Need a couple more, and we'll call it a winning streak to counterbalance said losing streak. Of course, you got to go play at the theater stage oh, on God, on Saturday, which is always interesting, no matter how good the team on the other side is. They call it, you know, venerable and you know, classic. Look, it's an old dump. The Vanderbilt gym is an old dump. Never been. Hadn't missed anything, unless you like old dumps. No, no, not a fan of dumps at all, at no. all. Let's uh, go to the news and social center. Anna Rosa Peterson. Good morning to you. Good morning, and I just want to preface, I promise I'll stop talking about Valentine's Day and oh, love. Here we go. After I give you these two updates, so first, Alex Bregman and his wife, Reagan, announced on Valentine's Day that they're expecting their first child this summer, and on Valentine's Day, Simone Biles and Texans' Jonathan Owens got engaged, so pretty big Isn't Reagan an Aggie? Um I, I should check on that. I'm pretty sure she is, though. Uh, yeah, I think I'm she's an Aggie. Sure. Yeah. Simone Biles, not an Aggie. But no, but we'll awesome. If her. A&M had a uh, gymnastics program, she might have been. She might have been. She's pretty good. Pretty. Sorry. Uh, Billy called me out on it. My pretty he good. Doesn't, he doesn't like the, no. the Larry David thing? Apparently, there's a counter every time I do it. They're ding, 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 ding. 
So I'm going to start finding things that they say and do. Did y'all like the Larry David Super Bowl commercial? I like anything Larry David yeah. does. Yeah, it was good. And and Olin is oh, it's a little sore subject for you, right? It's not a sore. I just think it's ridiculous. Who called you Larry David? Uh, Ronnie? Broninger's always called me Larry David. I, I just don't see the connection. The connection is you say what's on your mind, and he does too. Um, yeah, but I don't typically get in as much trouble. Not yet. When I get in trouble, it's when I'm talking politics because some would not like for me to talk politics. Uh, but as far as Larry David, you know, he – he. by the way, I love that show. Best show ever. Uh, but, you know, he's he always gets in trouble accidentally. And a lot of times it's not his fault, right? It's the way other people perceive things, yeah. and he, he just gets himself in trouble by – by not letting things go. I would never replace you on this show unless Leon wanted to be my co-host. Oh, the uh, his, uh, his the roommate? J.B. Smooth? Yes. Yes, that, that guy's funny. Yeah, if he wanted to live here or do the show here, I'd be, sorry, OB, I love you. You can still, still write your columns, but I want this guy here in the studio. Other than that, there's nobody that could replace the great Olin Buchanan. What else you got for us, Anna Rosa? Um, so I got some topics trending in A&M right now. A&M men's swimming and diving team from Curtis Matthews brought home a silver medal to highlight the first day of SEC championships. This was Tuesday night at the Jones Aquatic Center. Matthews made the first podium appearance of the week for the Aggies, while the 200 medley relay team earned a spot at the NCAA championships. And also in men's swimming, uh, senior swimmer Peter Simmons was named to the 2022 Men's Swimming and Diving Community Service Team. This was announced on Tuesday. In women's swimming and diving, uh, the competition at the SEC Championships was Tuesday night at Jones Aquatic Center, and Chloe Stepanek lowered her own 200 free school record. And also in senior swimming, I promise this is the last swimming note, Molly Wright was named to the 2022 SEC Women's Swimming and Diving Community Service Team announced also on Tuesday. The community service team looks to highlight an athlete from each school who gives back to their community in superior service efforts. So congratulations. You, mu you much of a diver? No, not much of a diver. You much of a swimmer? Uh, I mean, I can keep from drowning. When's the last time you went for a swim? Not like a dip in the pool, no, an actual uh, swim. No, I, I don't. I 1989? I would go into the pool and I'd swim a couple of laps. David, I would assume you were a big fan of diving. Not a big fan of diving. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were a big Ronaldo guy. Dalton's always trying to be witty. This must be a soccer it's joke. It's a soccer thing. You know, by diving, he must mean the world's greatest header ever. He dives into it. That's what you mean, I'm sure. Um, I, I might, might be on the 10-meter board, maybe the, uh, if they would, you know, if you could score with a can opener. Right. Yeah. I could, uh, Olin Buchanan doing the can opener on the 10-meter hey, triple Indy. Dalton, let me tell you this before we hit a break. I didn't want you to bring up soccer at all because, as you know, yesterday was a very devastating day for me. My team lost in the 94th minute to the guy who's eventually going to go play for us. I would appreciate you didn't bring up soccer for the next two weeks. You've been telling me that guy was going to play for you for like two years now. Still hasn't happened. I've so. known you for not even a calendar year yet, but thanks for playing. Well, thanks for playing the game. I know you've been, you know, Googling me for what, a couple of years. Barcelona? Now. That's right. No, no, come on, man. See, don't, don't insult me. That's like saying the University of Texas.
I'm a Real Madrid guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. I, I knew it was one of those Spaniards. And, and we lost yesterday, but uh, Mbappe is great. Let's talk a little uh, association of former students. Appreciate all that they do for Aggies all around the world. You know, it's not just here. Like, obviously, they take care of people here, but they're doing it all around the world. I uh, highly recommend you go check out their YouTube page and see all the great human interest stories they have put together. They've been doing it for over 140 years. Your financial gifts have empowered them to be here, to be there, to be everywhere. And they've been doing that for such a long time. And they do it to everywhere, like literally student organizations on campus, around the globe, uh, Aggie Band for Travel, the Visitor Center, the Fish Drill Team. There's a long, long list of the ways they have impacted Aggies around the world, which means you can impact Aggies as well. And by doing that, all you have to do is $9 a month, $100 a year to become a Century Club member. You get the plaque, you get the decal. You also get the Texas Aggie Magazine, plus your continuing in the oldest, most inspiring tradition of Aggies helping other Aggies out there. If you want to learn more about their impact, uh, to make a gift or get involved, whatever you want to do with it, visit AggieNetwork.com slash giving. All right, OB. This is not your typical song. It's not an OB banger. You know what song that is? No. Today was a good day. By a gentleman by the name of O'Shea Jackson. Are you familiar with Ice Cube? Uh, I am familiar with Ice Cube. All right, not to make it a rap show. We're not going to make it a rap show, but I think that I show... I prefer Crushed Ice, but... Yeah. yeah. I think that song is fitting because after you're on a losing streak and you find a way to win, and I've ma- made this comparison before, it's a good day, man. Like, the traffic isn't too bad. The coffee tastes better. Like, I get irritated easier during a losing streak, when the Aggies lost to LSU that next week in football, that next week was horrendous. Everything, you know, the coffee was bad. It was cold. Every restaurant I went to, hair in the food. But, like, today, it's going to be a good day, man. Aggie men's basketball team found a way to win. Enjoy. You know, I wonder if, if Florida isn't starting to look at A&M with some disdain the same way A&M, say, looks like at LSU. Remember sure. We're talking, because now I don't know what goes on in baseball. I don't even know if when they played Florida last in baseball, but you know to beat them in basketball. I think the last time they had played in basketball, that's is probably wrong. They probably lost to them last year, but I can remember, or I'm told that uh, the year A and M last went to the Sweet 16. I think it was that they beat Florida pretty bad in the SEC tournament. Now they beat them here. Football, yeah. uh, they've been beating Florida. Uh, beat them, of course, 2000 and 2020. We get them again here. Coffee yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, it is Tex Ags Radio. We're presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. A lot of great text messages there on the AMB text line. AMB, a college station branch of the Amarillo National Bank. Good Texas Banking is the website. Excuse me. That's the name of their slogan. Their website is amb.com. Anna Rosa Peterson, I know we're going to get into the word of the day, but uh, you got a couple of text messages for us. I do. Tyler from Tomball says, great win. Wade Taylor needs to start in place of Marcus Williams moving forward. Williams continues to be in his sophomore slump, and Taylor provides an undeniable energy that everyone feeds off of. I was also impressed with the free throw shooting last night. Yep. Uh, Marcus Williams... I will tell you this. He has struggled this year. There's no doubt about that. That's not breaking news. But he does bring an element to the team that if he figures it out or when he figures it out, they need. They need a point guard that can drive the way he does, that doesn't necessarily think shoot first. He's just, when he shoots, he's just been totally in his head. And the adjustment to the SEC, I think, has been more difficult than he probably expected than than we expected. Maybe so. Um, And as far as Wade Taylor goes, I'm very excited about the future with him but he does have those freshman games where those have that freshman season where he may be spectacular one game and might disappear the next yeah so let's see what happens when they play up in nashville 
All right, uh, Anna Rose, any more text messages? Yeah, I'll hit one more. Tony in Lexington says, Lucci's counter would count in quotes, N-O, by the way. And that is uh, in reference to my counter of always saying, that doesn't count. I'm repeating it. You can't put that on the counter. You know, I hear your... Your imitation of Larry David. Terrible. No, I, I think it's pretty, pretty good. Now you need to start using it. Yes, pretty, sir. Pretty Let's good. annoy management. Let's do that. I've been doing that for 40 years. Going <laughs> to start with Larry David. I think uh, management, especially when I worked in the in Austin, was highly annoyed by it. Imagine a staunch conservative with a personality like mine in yeah. Austin, of all places. You ever drink at Mocha Joe's? Uh... No. No. You should try Mocha Joe's. Is it a coffee place? It's a coffee place. No, of course not. I don't drink coffee. It's a Larry David comment. So. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mocha Joe's. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a place like called that over in Austin. I think it would be a great. job or something. Somebody should create a Mocha Joe's. Let's go back to Anna Rosa Peterson. Anna Rosa, you've got our word of the day. I do. And it was honestly an obvious choice for me because I feel like, in my opinion, it is the most trending word slash phrase that I've witnessed and so it's called push and pee. If okay, you've heard what? Of it. Hold on. Push and pee. This sounds like a direction that we should not <laughs> and go. And no, no, it doesn't sounds mean like pee me every as three, in at three o'clock every actually, night. No, it wouldn't. Not pee as in. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Pee. You're in you don't have to explain. Pee as in the letter. So I, I know that's confusing. It's not push and pee like that. But it means a lot of different things. But I've done my research and I've gathered that it mainly means keeping it real. And pee what? the. That's just what I've found. Huh. And so and what does keeping it real mean? Come on now. You don't know what keeping it real means, Olin. Olin, you keep it real Come in the show. You keep it authentic. You are <laughs> keeping it real. Exactly. You keep it real every time you let us know your opinions. Really? On things that c- could potentially be controversial. You're pushing pee oh, on those okay. politics. <laughs> but this phrase blew pee. up by the rapper Gunna in Future. David, you may have heard of Future. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not familiar with Gunna. Okay, it, he's rather new, but he, they released their song Push and Pee, and so everyone's been listening to it. That's Can we age. use it in a sentence? Because I, I guarantee you I will never in my All life right. like be talking to somebody and be like, you know, that's Push and Pee. Okay, well, so most people, if they're going to use it in a sentence, just abbreviate Push and Pee to Pee. So they'll say that's Pee. Which I've kind of interpreted to mean that's cool or not cool. Like, if you wake up to a beach view, that's pee. That, that's keeping it real. Or if you do something stupid, like if I were to mispronounce someone's name on air, which happens way too often, that's not pee. Not pee of me. If you that's are pee. holding a door open for a woman, that's pee. But if you're arguing with your partner about money, that's not pee. And this is what the rapper Gunna said on Instagram Live. So that's those are his words. <laughs> so, uh, before I move on to the next segment, I'm trying to understand. Do we know what pee stands for? Well, so is there a word from, that it came from? I don't think there's an exact word it came from other than player. That that's what pushing player. Push and player, push and positivity. There's so many different meanings. Mm. The main meanings are keeping it real and player. That's really all you need to know. But people have kind of taken this word and put it into their own context and create their own new definition. So it's very elusive and vague. So you kind of just have to go with it. If you've heard of the phrase, if you know, you know, that's kind of what it's like. You just. If you know, you know. P is. From what I read online, it is not learned; it's understood. Mm. So you just know, you just have to know it. Kind of remind me. 
I take some medication to try to help me with that. Yeah, I don't think you have to push. It just comes. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 you wait, wait another 15 years. <laughs> There's a, that reminds me of the great Chappelle skit when keeping it real goes wrong. I don't know if you've ever watched that one, but that's a. That's I think I have that, actually. That's that is a good one. All right, let's uh, let's get back on task. We've got Shereen Williams coming here on the program. She's always pushing P. I forgot what it meant. So. Keeping, it, keeping real. it real. Oh, that's right. She is keeping it pee or pushing OB it pee. OB is the original pee pusher, according to Brent. I can't use this term on the show anymore. <laughs> it's got to be. It's out. Hey, uh, thank you, Anna Rosa. As always, great stuff. So here, in about 30 minutes, Chance McLean, my buddy, will be here in the studio. He's the guy who runs Heritage Films. Excited to chat with him. He'll be talking not about Heritage Films. I'm sure it'll come up. We're going to talk about the old days of him starting 1560 The Game. Uh, the Yao Ming song that I don't know if anybody's ever heard before. You should have heard. It was a global hit. He created that song. That was his song. So uh, we'll talk about that and just uh, the old days and his love for this university now that his daughter Gunn is going to school here. He's really gotten immersed in everything A&M. So we'll have some fun chit-chatting a little bit about the old days uh, that I had with him in Houston and just uh, his love for Texas A&M. But he also has a love for your story, and that's what Heritage Films is all about. They tell your story. They tell your dad's story. They tell your uncle's story. They tell... And it's no longer do you have to play the game of telephone. One of the beauties of Chance coming to your house is the fact that he'll show up, he'll light it, he'll, he'll do the whole thing, but he'll capture your story on film, and this is something that will be captured for generations to come. So I don't remember stories that well. Like my dad will tell me about the street he grew up on, his buddy, Jose, whatever, right, Pepe Ferro, all these names that he's told me over the years. And I, I kind of got the story, but now I'm going to have it on film and something that my kids can watch, that their kids can watch, and their kids can watch. You see what I'm saying? This is uh, the way to keep your story for generations to come. Check out YourHeritageFilm.com, YourHeritageFilm.com, 713-893-8341, 713-893-8341. song is Keeping It Pete, or what is it? Pushing Pete. Pushing Pete. It's a great song. You don't know it. No, I've heard it, though. What language am I speaking? How can I have... I've heard this song. How about that? Okay. I've heard it many times. I bet you have. Johnny Lee. It is not on my playlist, but it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. does not mean I don't appreciate it. Let's go to the uh, BCSI hotline. Shereen Williams was busy all... I bet you Shereen Williams has listened to some Johnny Lee in, in, her, in her day. 100 from Orange, Texas. Good morning, Shereen. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? We're, we're doing great. So we're push, I'm, I'm we're sorry. Pushing we're pushing P here. That's... Uh, but. I'm sorry we woke you up. I know you're you're still adjusting to uh, the Central Time. You were there uh, on the Pacific Time for a week. Yeah, I, you know, you think two hours isn't that much, and uh, I wanted to sleep all day yesterday. So Stonewall Dragon, uh, I'm actually going to play tennis today at, at Colonial, so I'm on the road in traffic. So welcome back to Texas. Let's go. Hey, how was your Super Bowl experience? What did you think of everything? It was awesome. I mean, it was a really good week. The weather was just absolutely perfect in Los Angeles, maybe a little bit warm. Uh, people were complaining about the heat wave. They were telling them how to avoid uh, uh, heat stroke and heat exhaustion. And I'm like, okay, really? This is February. We don't even have this in Texas. But it was hot. I, I'm not going to lie. It was really, really hot. Especially, I've stayed two different places. So I stayed downtown L.A. There's no breeze. And then uh, for the weekend, we moved out to the Marina Del Rey. Uh, which is really nice on the water when you got the breeze and, and the weather was a little bit um, nicer. We were closer to the stadium. The stadium, the stadium is just it's beautiful. As everyone says, the best stadium in the world. It's unbelievable uh, how nice it is. So I did find 
one flaw, though, and they actually got it fixed because everyone walked in and said, the stadium's been open for two years. You won't find anything wrong with it. It's perfect. And immediately, I found the flaw. Um, They had all the TVs turned, the video boards, and so they didn't show very good replay. So when Odell Beckham went down uh, with a non-contact injury, we didn't get a replay of it because it's on the video boards. They eventually changed it to the network feed and and the the replays were, were much better. But uh, it is a perfect building, I would say, and, and uh, everything about it is just so nice. Get a chance to go to a game there. I would highly recommend going to a game. Cowboys play there next year. Maybe the uh, the opener. You know, the Super Bowl champion always plays that Thursday night game. It may be Cowboys and Rams like it was Cowboys Buccaneers last year. Which of those teams, Cincinnati or uh, the Rams, do you think would be more likely – to return to the Super Bowl next season? Cool. That's a tough one. Um, you know, I think long-term, obviously, the Bengals are built for better success than the Rams. But, we'll, you know, you look at Burrow and you look at Jamar Chase and their ages and how young they are, you're like, oh, they're going to get tons more chances to get back to this game and win this game. And then you start thinking about Dan Marino in his second year and, never got back and never won a championship. And, you know, you think about how close the Bengals were really to not being there. I think if the Chiefs uh, had kicked the field goal there before the half uh, instead of coming up with no points, I think that game's over. Um, and they would have lost that game. But so you just think about how close their games were and yet had to go right for them to get there. And you think, you know, it's not that easy just to say we're going to get back next year. So, having said all that, we know the cap problems that the Rams have. They're going to have to renegotiate a bunch of contracts, which they can do, and they can keep Vaughn if they want to keep Vaughn and, and, and be able to do that. Uh, but I just worry about them long-term not having the draft picks. Um, they've just given those away to, to put all their chips in the middle of the table. So, I guess I would say, if you're just talking about next year, with the way the AFC is back with all those young quarterbacks, I'd probably say coming out of the NFC is easier, but I don't think, honestly, I don't think either one of them will be back next year. You know, the Chiefs, after they won it a couple years ago, three years ago now, started to talk about we're going to win six, seven, eight Super Bowls, and it's not that easy. Winning the first one's hard, and winning the second one's even harder. Shereen, I do want to ask you about the Chiefs, because I saw them trending last night on Twitter, but first, uh, We've had this dialogue before, right after the NBA Finals. How nice has it been to see, you know, you got a bunch of Aggies featured in the Super Bowl, and yeah. you know, Bobby and Vaughn are, are, are winning it. We saw it in the NBA Finals with Chris Middleton. We see it at the World Series on both teams this past year, the Braves and the Astros. We see it with the Olympics, same thing, uh, Mo, obviously. Just uh, how much Aggie star power is out there winning? It's exciting, and, and uh, I listened to Vaughn's press conferences all week, and, you know, he starts with Howdy and he ends with Giggum. So you can't ask for better representation than Vaughn Miller of, of, you know, what Texas A&M means and, and what it means to him and how important it is. And, and uh, he, you know, he's just a good ambassador for the university, and you love seeing that from a great player. And he probably – will be the next Aggie in the, in the Hall of Fame. You know, I think Lester Hayes has been overlooked. I think Richard Webb's been overlooked. But maybe they continue to get overlooked. But I do think Vaughn is, is the next guy to, to go in uh, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and join Yale Larry in there and what great representation he'll be for, for A&M. But, yeah, it's, it's so good 
when you can turn on a you know championship game or whatever it is and and watch Aggies competing for championships. You're really cool. Um, I'm going back to you know just talking football here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, today, who would you predict would be your Super Bowl teams next year? Who do you think you're going to uh, look at and say, man, that's a team to beat in in each conference? Well, I think when you start since you said the Bengals and the Rams probably won't be back. Yeah, yeah well, history says that. You know, history just yeah. tells you how hard it is to repeat. And and I, you know, it, it's hard to look past the Chiefs and the AFC simply because of Patrick Mahomes and what they've been able to do. And they've been in the championship game, AFC championship game, every single year and had a chance to go to three consecutive Super Bowls. So I think that's where you start with with the Chiefs. But you know, it, it seems like that. Josh Allen's going to get it done for the Bills at some point. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably start with the Bills and say that's probably going to be my pick out of the AFC. I mean, I thought they might have been the best team in the NFL this season, just couldn't get it done late in that Chiefs game, but played really, really well. You know, a lot in the NFC depends on if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. If Rodgers comes back, it's the same story in the NFC with the Packers, the way they get to the championship game every year. It's really hard to not say the Packers aren't going to be there because you figure they're going to be there. Um, so I would go Packers with Rodgers and, and probably the, the Bills with Josh Allen. But, again, we're talking about, you know, you talk about the teams with the best quarterbacks, and that's what it takes, and that's what it takes usually in college football, too. You've got to have that quarterback uh, to be able to get you over the top and, and get you a championship. And if the Packers don't have that, certainly you don't like their chances as much as if they do have Aaron Rodgers. So you know I'm going to Vegas. Yeah. So I want to you know make the early picks, get the good odds, and get an expert opinion. So I don't have to remind you know rely on my own ignorance. Well, you've got <laughs> well, the expert say, right there. Well, and I'll say this, Owen. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on the Cardinals because they host the game, and you know the last two championships have been won by the home team hosting the Super Bowl." But I don't know what's going on with Kyler, so that one kind of scares me a little bit. I don't know who's going to be their quarterback next year, what they're going to do. Um, so kind of interesting development in, in Arizona, but I don't know that Kyler's played well enough, frankly, to to say that the Cardinals are going to be a favorite to, to get into the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, especially the division they're in. I mean, they're going to have to play better than what they did in the second half of the season and what they've done in second half of seasons ever since Cliff Kingsbury's been there, and that's kind of his M.O. going back to his set days. Shereen, you, you mentioned the Chiefs earlier. I saw some stuff on, on Twitter. I don't know how much of it is rumor or whatever, and I don't want to necessarily get into to rumors, but uh, what, what what's the situation there? The, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, one of the top quarterbacks in, in, in all of football, but uh, is are things in harmony there? I think they're okay. I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think Patrick's happy there. I think uh, they're in in tune with, with what they're doing. You know, these quarterbacks now, a lot of them want say in personnel, and I, you know, I get it. I mean, they're fully invested. They're paid uh, like CEOs of companies, and, and they want some say in personnel and what happens, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, with what we saw with Tom Brady bringing some guys in, and they followed him, and, and they were able to win a championship. So a lot of times with these quarterbacks, that's what it comes down to. And I don't know what uh, Kyler's beef is with the Cardinals. They could go back to his contract because he is eligible for a contract now, and maybe the Cardinals have told him, 
hey, we're not giving you a contract this year. We're going to, you know, we got two more years uh, that we have you under contract. So we're just going to wait another year, kind of what they did with Baker Mayfield and, and uh, what the Ravens have done with, with Lamar Jackson. So I don't know what's going on there. But, yeah, all the, it's the offseason, you always hear about a lot of these things. Last offseason, it was Russell Wilson, and I think that's going to pop up too. And there is going to be some quarterback movement. There's no question about that. We, that's what it is in the NFL now. And, you know, players see that they can – what's over, happened over the last two years, player quarterbacks I'm talking about see that they can go somewhere else and maybe have a chance to win it like Tom Brady did with, with a different team. And teams see if we don't stand pat and we don't think our quarterback can get it done like the Rams, we can change quarterbacks and we can get it done with a different quarterback. So I think you're going to see in the future, it's started, it's happening, you're going to see a lot of quarterback movement, which is very unusual uh, in, in previous uh, decades, previous years. It's, you know, this is only a recent development over the last few years that we've seen quarterbacks change teams, big-time quarterbacks change teams like they have over the last couple of years, but I think it's a trend now. I think it's going to continue to keep happening with quarterbacks wanting to go elsewhere and teams wanting to change quarterbacks, even if they have a good one. Shereen, one last thing for you. Let me ask you about the the battalion. What what does it mean to you? I know it's been trending yeah. for, for obvious reasons, but uh, I know you hold it dear to your heart. Yeah, I do. And, and that's where I, I learned more, you know, on the job of, of doing it. It was like an internship, a paid internship at that, but, you know, was able to make all my mistakes there and really learn uh, how to write and, and uh, things you do and things you don't do and, you know, really on-the-job experience. I learned more there than I did in the classroom, frankly, uh, at A&M, and it was the, the best um, learning ground that, that any journalist could possibly have. So I'm glad that uh, President Banks has rethought this and, and given him a chance now to, to make a case why print the print product is important. And I do think it's still important. Once a week, I, I think is doable. They're not, you know, it's all advertising money. They're not losing any money on this, you know. So I, I just think that it's important for, for the printed product to continue for journalism if we're going to have a good journalism department. I think we all want, especially those of us that graduated in, we all want a good journalism department. So we're, you know, we have a chance now with what they're doing with uh, the Department of Journalism and this working committee, we have a chance now to make this a really good major, and I hope that's I hope that's what ends up happening. That this turns out to be a world class program where we get world class students and world class professors in there, and and uh, hopefully that's how it works out. But yeah, it's very important to me, and, and very important I think that we continue the print product as it has happened into the 1800s until now. We don't need to end that. Shereen, we appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. Shereen Williams, Hall of Famer, right there on the show. Appreciate her time, as always. All right, uh, right now I want to talk about uh, the Aggie loan expert, Christine Angler, uh, class of 97. She's great, guys. You need to uh, give her a, a call or check out the website, aggieloanexpert.com. Now, if you thought the real estate market was hot this past year, just wait. Uh, right now, you know, obviously we're still very early on in the year, but uh, they are pre-approving record numbers of borrowers right now. 
looking to buy a home. Competition is, is fierce out there. So when you're looking to get a home, right, you should uh, get pre-approved right now through Christine and her great team. She's got a five-minute loan approval that's going to get it all done. Check it out, AggieLoanExpert.com, AggieLoanExpert.com. She's got great reviews on Google. Check those out. Just know that she's a great Aggie. She cares about uh, you during the process. She's going to close you as quickly as possible. And uh, as I mentioned right there, get that, getting that pre-approval done, five-minute Loan approval right now with Christine Angler. Um, it is uh, NMLS number 1309378 and company NMLS number 1324641, equal housing opportunity. Turn me up, Pete. Was uh, not expecting this song. Is this your first time hearing it? Yeah. We're not going to say it. We're not going to say what it is. But it's pushing. Okay. We're pushing, just in case. I'm just worried All the right. FCC is going to call us and say, no, pushing P is not good. Even though Anna Rosa told us it's on Google Dictionary. Huh. Huh. There there are a lot of interpretations of it. I just told you what I found to be the most popular and if people You don't have to defend yourself. I'm just like you're in the family. Do you actually in your life, in your everyday life, use all these terms that uh No. That oh. Every now and then, but I just see them. My friends use them. Every now and then okay. I'll sprinkle it into my vocabulary, but not really. Okay. So you've been capping. I'm not capping. I'm just <laughs> spreading the wealth of knowledge <laughs> to our listeners. We are Texax Radio. We are presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. We're here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Uh, real quick, I do want to get a text message, but uh, can we? I think we have time to play Mike Leach talking about Texas. Did you hear Mike Leach on Cameo talking I did. about Texas? I, I thought it was kind of funny. Let's, let's let's play that clip. I think we have it queued up. Hey, Podoloff, this is Mike Leach reaching out from Aaron. Hey. Uh, <clears throat> He just wants me to reinforce a few points with you. The SEC isn't scared of a team that goes 5-7 and seven in the Big 12. And then the other thing, I hear Texas loses every game that you attend. So I assume you were uh, there in 2008 where Crabtree made the catch uh, when Texas Tech uh, played number one Texas. And the, the other, maybe you should skip the Kansas game this year so Texas can go to a bowl. Okay, and I'll tell you, just as a personal favor, uh, you know, when, if uh, Texas moves into the SEC, I want to personally invite you uh, to attend every game that Mississippi State plays Texas in, because I don't want to take any chances with this. So, hey, you could personally, uh, uh, at, at my invitation... Come attend every game that Texas plays Mississippi State in, because listen, we need your help. We want your help, and listen, and you've got the magic touch. You've got the magic touch. Anybody that does 100%, Texas loses every time you attend. Hey, we need you there. Look, we got hot dogs, we got popcorn, we can get you to the beverage section, whatever you need. Anyway, Podolov. All right, the guy who paid for it. Thank you, Ob. Great go out. Talk to you guys here in a minute with Chance McLean in studio. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.